This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Man is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's special guest Don Kreinbrink talking auctions, cool cars, and much more. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this very special episode with guest Don Kreinbrink on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, how you doing? Hey, happy Hanukkah to you. Yes, happy Hanukkah. Well, thank you, Rick, and that that Hanukkah. Uh, pork basket that you sent us was really very nice thank you <laughs> really appreciate the the eight days of bacon that was a really really nice touch thank i have you. been wearing a beanie every day for yeah, you yeah. well i've been noticing your bald spot getting a little bigger every time i see you so uh that beanie welcome to the club my friend that's well, why I I, my people you. wear it, it's a brilliant invention because it, it it covers exactly where the bald spot goes and don't Do tell me really that wasn't part of the design. Absolutely. You know how crafty my people can be. <laughs> how savvy our marketing is. Come on. I'm like, of course that's the, of course that is not uh, coincidental. Um, I actually have a Hanukkah story. If you want to. Yeah, Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, if you want to. So, as you know, well, Dave, uh, Rick, I was just going to call you Dave for some reason. Um, Rick, how many days of Hanukkah are there? Do you even know? Yeah, you would know. There right? are eight precious nights good uh and as you know every day you put another candle in the menorah right right uh, you know and you have also the main cam candle which i think is called uh, like the shamish maybe something okay. like that so you have the main candle and then day one you have the main candle and then one candle and then day two you would have how many candles plus the shamish uh, I, i'm gonna guess three no, you'd have two on day two, but three total. Okay, right. so you, you, yeah. you, you did the formula. Okay, you, you interpolated the formula. Well, on, we're taping this on Thursday. On Tuesday, we screwed up and thought it was day seven rather than day six. Uh-oh. So we had to double up the day seven candles, right, because the last night was day seven, and we don't have enough candles for the entire... For today, which is day eight, we only have enough for day seven candles. So um, this is a huge controversy here in the Stern household, right? Uh, this is, you know, finger pointing. There's a lot of finger pointing going on. I had the exact amount of candles. And if you screw up one day, this is right. If one weakest link in the Hanukkah, in the Hanukkah cog, it all goes to shit, you know? So Did you do any today, dreidel? Were there any dreidels? Uh, we did. We don't like gambling, Rick. Um, <laughs> no, we we haven't. We have not played um, dreidel, but I believe I actually have a dreidel story. Um, I believe we're gonna we're gonna make some potato latkes today, which are potato pancakes. Which Ooh, I love those. Yeah, I mean German. That's an obviously a, a German thing. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would become Jewish just for the food. Oh, I know. It's for the food and the jokes, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's not for the athletic ability, although I've seen you play. I think you could easily <laughs> be part right of the in. club. <laughs> uh, so the, my dreidel story, which is not really. So do you remember Well, the, when, when, when we did the pothole store um, blog? Do you remember when I, for like three weeks, I was doing the blog and then I realized, my God, this, this is, is too much work. This is a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember so, that. So I did a... Um, dreidel story that michael jordan lost 6.2 million dollars playing dreidel in las vegas uh it was actually a pretty good blog post right and it and i mean it didn't go viral but it went i don't know what's semi-viral it went vi uh, uh, yeah it went vi right um and i started to read some of the comments people like going you know he really has to get his life together <laughs> oh my god come on it's obviously fake you idiots <laughs> uh, well and are you, so how's the christmas well wait a um, minute you haven't purple? finished you i mean you did you do the whole sucking on the penny thing <laughs> that you guys do <laughs> no that was passover if oh you passover right um for those of you who don't know all of our inside jokes, what was this about 15 years ago, Rick? Uh, yeah, maybe even 20 you, years ago. So you, I don't know how the story came up, but you asked me about the Passover traditions. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I'm curious. I I actually asked you, uh, you know, just because I was curious. I wanted to know how it went. And then you threw in this fake thing at the end about how you guys suck on pennies afterwards. <laughs> and and I thought it, you were serious. It seemed perfectly reasonable to me. And yeah, and, sure. and then I was on a, a vacation uh, when I was John Landecker's producer. We had uh, we brought a bunch of listeners down to Huatuco, Mexico. And one of our listeners, Dr. Ed Dunkelblau, uh, <laughs> Uh, and I were having lunch. From the lunch. Highland Park Duck and Blouse, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, we're having lunch, and, uh, you know, it was right around that time. And I said, so, you know, uh, you're going to do all the various different things. And he started talking about them, and I said, and then and then what, what? when do you suck on the penny? And he fell on the floor laughing, thinking that was I was telling a joke, making a... A, a Jew, a right, Jew right, joke, a, a, you're right? Of course, right, which I was sure. not. I was being totally serious, and then I, I said, "What? It's not real." And I found out that for years I had been believing <laughs> something completely racist, <laughs> thanks to you. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, it's the least I could do. You people are so easy to hoodwink. This is we really this are. is how I. This is how I, I mean, this is a perfect example why people are believing that Hugo Chavez was manipulating <laughs> know, the election exactly. machines, right? Exactly. It's the gullibility of Americans. <laughs> we are so book, stupid. Rick. You're a uh, publisher, for God's sakes. Read a book every once in a while. All right. How about some minutiae? Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, let's see. We got a big show. We got a big show. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go. We need Jenkins, you said, right? We do need a Jenkins. Okay. Um, and don't be a Jenkins and play the wrong jingle. So play I would never Jenkins. do that. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, what's your story? All right, so this story comes out of London, Ontario. Um, and, Just over the border. Right. It's, you know, Canada or Canada, how I like to refer to it as the apartment above the meth lab, which is the United <laughs> right. States, right? Yes. Uh, can you do a Canadian accent by any chance? Uh, oh, um, 
let me work on that. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, um, what I really love about this particular What I really love about What I really love about a boot this. That's how yeah, you got to say it. You yeah. just got to do a boot and a, yeah. right? Right, exactly. Um, but I, what I love about this particular news item is that it reminds me of a scene of one of my favorite movies, uh, The Big Lebowski. Uh, and in fact, it. we had Mark Pellegrino on a few weeks ago who was actually in The Big Lebowski. Yes, right? we did. Yes. And I sent you a clip. Did you get the clip? I, hope I so have it. Yes, it's queued up. Okay. All right. Why don't you queue up the... the uh, Do you want me to play the, that before you tell us yes. what your story is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the clip. Okay. Here we go. Where's the money, Lebowski? Sticking his head in the toilet. Bunny says you're good for it. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the fucking money, shithead? It's, uh... Oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. <laughs> Don't fuck with us. Your wife owes money to Jackie Treehorn. That means you owe money to Jackie Treehorn. Ever thus the deadbeats, Lebowski. Oh, no, don't do that. Peeing on the carpet. Not on the rock, <laughs> man. See? See what happens, Lebowski? You see what happens? Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Your wife is Bunny. My 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 wife, Bunny? Do you see a wedding ring on my finger? Does this place look like I'm fucking married? The toilet seat's up, man. <laughs> the fuck is this? Obviously, you're not a golfer. It's a bowling ball. Woo? Yeah. Whoops. Isn't this guy supposed to be a millionaire? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? He looks like a fucking loser. Hey, at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> okay, that's, you get the general idea there. <laughs> yeah, so this happened in real life. Yeah, yeah it happened in, yes. Tell it, us the story. So in Sarnia, Ontario, uh, Sarnia, Ontario police say the two suspects are facing various charges after allegedly allegedly breaking into the wrong house on Friday evening. According to police, the residents of a Kipling Street home were watching television around 7.15 when they heard a loud noise from a door being smashed open. Two men entered and one of the suspects held a hammer over the occupant's heads. The suspect who was holding the hammer demanded money that was supposedly owed to him. Police say that the pair soon realized that they had entered the wrong home, Oops. apologized, and even offered to pay for the damages. It's you know, so, I'm yeah, really yeah. sorry about really those sorry. damages. Uh, really uh, invoices sorry. straight away, okay? Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry so, about the whole hammer thing. I I, I just didn't mean to. I, I, geez, this is embarrassing. <laughs> right? Oh, this is twenty two oh seven Kipling Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boy, you're not gonna you're not gonna like to see what your neighbor looks like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, police arrested two men, Bob and Doug McKenzie, and they were charged with mischief under five thousand dollars. Sorry about this. <laughs> so, uh, but I just thought when I read this story, I'm like Big Lebowski. It happened. We had Mark Pellegrino. It was very synergistic. Right. 
That's very nice. All right. I have a story. Uh, This takes place in uh, the great state of Louisiana. A uh, Louisiana man was sentenced to five years probation, 400 hours of community service, ordered to maintain employment, undergo Internet addiction counseling, and stay off social media. What did he do? He was president of the United States. Uh, No. His name was Rutledge Dees IV. Uh, He went to babysitting sites and advertised that his younger brother, Corey, who he said had special needs, needed to be treated as though he were a child, according to NOLA.com. According to the ad, Corey needed help changing his diaper. Now, there's only a few problems here. First of all, there was no Corey. That's a small problem. Secondly, it was just Rutledge himself. He was not a special needs kid. He did not suffer from the disabilities that he described in his ad. He was a full-grown 30-year-old adult man who wanted women to change his adult diapers because he was into that. You know, as people are. And the thing is, it worked. He duped several caretakers into changing his diapers until one of them got suspicious and reported him to the police. WDSU reported... After Deez's arrest, that one of his victims was a college student who's changed his diaper six times. Once at a Walmart, another time at a coffee shop. <laughs> I'm like, do you have changing tables here? <laughs> how does, yeah, how does he get? He's probably a 175 pound guy, right? That's the yeah. plastic thing is going to break. That's so sick. He uh, reportedly admitted to having three more babysitters at that same time. Uh, and here's what uh, one of the women told the court. I used to believe that, all, that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong. <laughs> she was very upset, <clears throat> which I understand. Uh, His lawyers in New Orleans argued that Dee struggles with mental health and substance abuse issues. Well, that's something. He pleaded guilty to possession of methamphetamines, possessions of drug paraphernalia, four counts of human trafficking, and one count of pupukaka diapers. (laughs) Now, to me... This is the grossest thing ever, right? You know how I am about the whole poop thing. I, I yeah, would, yeah, yeah, refused to get a colonoscopy for seven years, you know, because right. I didn't I, want anyone. I actually have a colon- down there. I have a colonoscopy story, a story later on. But go on, I'm sorry. Okay, but apparently, people are into this. They're, this is this is like a fetish thing. In this case, it's a criminal. But uh, if 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 everybody is in on it, it's a legitimate thing. And there is a uh, store right here in my hometown, and this is totally true, that specializes in products for this sort of fetish. They sell huge really? diapers, the giant cribs, things like that. Right. I actually went there because, you know, it was the tittering uh, discussion amongst uh, the PTA crowd. Like, hey, did you hear what's <laughs> did you hear what opened on Northwest Highway? What? <laughs> the Mount Prospect, uh, the, the intelligentsia of Mount Prospect. Right. Yes. So I went over to this place to check it out because curiosity got the best of me. But the windows are all blacked out and you can't walk in and, and they don't have like a showroom. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's an yeah. online business but this is a real thing that's out there and uh i just want to say yuck yeah i uh although you know sometimes on a long road trip right (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, we're getting to the age right now where it's kind of hard to even get up. Well, so, you, know, you know, one of these days it's going to happen and, it's, <laughs> right. and it won't be that long from now. We're already almost 60. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's time well, for our another segment. Here we go. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Okay, this is uh, the time of uh, the show where we feature something from the Rick and Dave archives. And, and actually, this is kind of a big week for uh, the Stern household. And in addition to it being Hanukkah, right, right. it is also the birthdays of your two lovely twin daughters. Yes. Yes. Aaron, Aaron and Julia turned 15, which... 15. Is a, which is a mind screw just in itself. But yes, yeah. they... Um, they And of course, when you have birthdays that land right at Hanukkah, you know, it's just this present palooza. Yeah. You know, there's just shit, you know, wrapping paper everywhere. And then there's bitching too. Right. You know, the, but so, but yes. Yes, but thank you for remembering Aaron and Julia turned 15. Well, of course, uh, you know, uh, very early on when when Uncle Dave had three little ones. Um, uh-huh. uh, Changing he, a lot of diapers. He, and, kind of yes, measure. exactly. Perfect transition. But also, uh, uh, Uncle Dave was uh, a little crabby and uh, <laughs> a little overwhelmed yeah, and yeah. needed to get out of the house all the time uh, because... He was going to. I wanted to get out of the house. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to say we would have tore his hair out, but he didn't have any hair to tear right. out, so he had to do something. Uh, I, was that a little? I, that I, was a little too, little too much, huh? You you blinked out there for a second. I'm sorry. What did you say? I, you just, <laughs> that was no, a, seriously. That was a you long talk, silence. You talk, I, I, oh my god! I made a bald joke, and now now we'll never <laughs> yeah, we'll never right. be able to work you again. You son of a bitch! You <laughs> son of a bitch! I can't believe you did that. Yes, you're right. You blinked out there. I heard a little noise. Blinked out, but yes, I heard from the last thing that I heard you just say was yes. I had to get out of the house all the time, and I would make up these excuses. Well, to, this is this was something at the, the time I was writing the. Uh, the column uh, father knows nothing and you sent me uh an an article that i could incorporate into mine and it was called tips for time consuming errands to get dad out of the house (laughs) now these are ideas that you came up with that you could do just to get out of the house because you couldn't take it anymore and we have a one hour a two hour a three-hour, four-hour, and five-hour uh, um, errand that you can run. So why don't you tell us the first one? Well, I, from what I remember, um, and, and these are all based in fact, too. Right. Uh, I remember we, we would order a pizza, for instance, and Michelle would say, well, just have them delivered. I'm like, no. Where I am gonna go pick up the pizza? Because you know when they deliver the pizza, it's sometimes not hot, you know, and the sausage is on one side of the of the pizza. No way. I I want to be a provider, Michelle. I want to hunt and gather the pizza, so I am gonna go out and get the pizza. So I would find the pizza place that is like the first, you know, not the furthest way from my house. I mean, I didn't I didn't drive. You went to Harvey, Illinois. What what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, but I would drive like you know. Uh, a good six miles away or something. Uh-huh. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to try this particular Domino's, right, rather than the <laughs> yeah. one that's near our house. So I would drive to 
get pizza. And I yeah. would drive so slow. If they would have, you know how they have ways now yeah. that tells you the quick quickest way? Uh-huh. I'm going to create an app that does the exact opposite, right? Yeah. That, it, 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 seriously, just a, you know, what is the worst possible way I could go to get detoured and hit a train, you know, and, you know, stop lights that are unsynchronized? So that's what I would do. I would, I would, and so I remember that's number one. Point. Picking up pizza. Well, that's the one hour. That's the right. one hour one. The two I, hour, this, according to this, yeah. uh, you had more to add? We got five of them. I'm just trying to get through these. <laughs> um, but I do remember in one particular instance when I was picking up, I don't remember if it was a pizza, but I remember I was driving so slow that I got flipped off by a old... Now, that was 15 years ago. I thought she was an old woman. She's probably my age now, Right. Uh, yeah. But I remember getting flipped off and honked at because I was going so slow down Central Avenue in Chicago. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go, that, you no, go that's next. okay. Uh, number two, uh, the two-hour uh, two errand was the grocery shopping errand. <laughs> and, and here's what you wrote. Yes, the grocery store is only a few miles away. No, he didn't listen to the traffic report to see what was the most horrible route. Take that route and then read the labels of every can of beans in the store after he got there. He just had bad luck. Uh, yeah, the, and um, yeah, I, I, I remember. And one of the things I loved about the grocery store more than anything, you know how near the blood pressure machine, they usually have that rack of pamphlets about diseases? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I would I would sit in the fluffy chair right next to the, not fluffy chair, but it, kind, it was a nice enough chair next to the blood pressure machine, and I would just read about all the different diseases. Right. You know, ooh, there's a new one on psoriasis. And I would just sit there and read them. Ask me anything about yeast infections, Rick. I know absolutely (laughs) everything about yeast infections. Vaginitis, uh, male pattern baldness, you know, whatever. I would read every one of those things just to waste time. So Uh, the three hour, the three hour uh, errand was the doctor's appointment. Um, And uh, yes, uh, that's that's kind of a no brainer. Um, well, how about the four? Uh, tell us the four-hour one. Uh, I'm trying to think what it was. It had some. Was it the uh, the DMV? driver's license what? renewal? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it was four hours. Yeah. Honey, you don't need to get your renewal until a year and a half. <laughs> you, you can never do this so quick, honey. <laughs> you know, I did send you these. I did send you this the the five. Oh, so the, the fourth. It's wall. all. It was all in there. Okay. Um, And then the fifth, and this one is actually true, the post office, the trip to the post office. Um, Even though we we were not doing our business then, I would, what were we doing at the post office? I would go to the post office pretty regularly. What what business were we doing 15 years ago? Was it the Just One Uh, Bad Century? Yeah, I think so. And you had, you had, you had quit at that point going to the post office because you didn't you hated it so much you were going to you were going to uh you were going to break another one of our businesses like you did with the advertising agency because you didn't want to deal with clients yes so so in order to keep the business going i started doing all the shipping of the shirts so i would go to the post office and i would go sometimes two three times a day just to make sure those shirts got out in time and i would wait in the line rather than put the shirt or put the packages in the prepaid package file you know, there's like a pile 
in the corner, mm-hmm. I would still wait in line just to waste time because I didn't want to go home. So there you go. So for all you young dads out there who are stuck with uh, the, the youngsters at home, there's some free tips for you. All right. If you, uh, if you want to uh, check out our other show, our Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, if you check it out right now, here's what you'll hear. This week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. We talked to former Chicago broadcaster, current Seattle broadcaster, and that wisecracking kid from the Partridge family. We welcome Danny Bonaducci. Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on And Friends, we tell you how to kill people legally. Where gaming meets porn, friendship is found. And I tell the jury where I hid things in my special place. All that and more on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to my special place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Do you have some more minutiae for us? Um, Rick, you know, we mentioned colonoscopy a few Yes, I did. Yes. Um, this is uh, this story is from another neighbor to our north. Can you do a uh, Evanston accent? <laughs> I cannot. Evanston. No. In Evanston, no, Illinois. I, know, I, don't, of, uh, I do not have that. Mayor chooses colonoscopy over council meeting. Evanston Mayor Stephen Haggerty will be absent from the December 14th Evanston City Council meeting as he prepares for an even more important obligation getting a preventive colorectal cancer screening as recommended for adults over the age of 50. What a good example he's setting. When it comes to your bottom, staying healthy should be at the top of everybody's (laughs) agenda, Bear Haggerty said. Uh, Delaying or avoiding important health care treatments, Rick Kempfer, Uh uh, including colonoscopies, can lead to outcomes far worse than having a camera tour your large intestines. And this is the best quote that he had right here. Plus, if it gets me out of a city council meeting, it's win-win. So, Mayor Haggerty uh, uh, planned his, scheduled his colonoscopy purposely to miss a city council meeting. So, for that, my friend, kudos. And that, you should also realize, if you live in Evanston, that's how bad your city council meetings are. (laughs) All right. <laughs> right. Right. That's how bad uh, they are. Um, despite advances in colonoscopy video technology, the mayor's procedure will not be streamed live on the city's Facebook page or on City <laughs> Channel 16. Yeah, didn't uh, uh, Katie Couric did that once? Do you remember that? Oh, she, did she do? Did she broadcast she, live her colonoscopy? Yeah, I think so. I think they did it live. Did you? So. When you got a vasectomy, did you do something on the air with that? Uh, no, but I had, while I was getting my vasectomy, there were, uh, you know, it was like a teaching uh, a hospital at Northwestern. <laughs> and so there were a bunch of students in there. And and while my sack was on the table and he was uh, starting to cut, and, you know, he, he asked, you know, my name and everything. He goes, oh, wait a minute. Are, are you Rick the German boy from The Loop? And I said yes, and he turns around. Hey guys, this is uh, this is this is the guy that was uh, Stephen Gary's. He goes, oh wait a minute! Didn't they do a live vasectomy on the air? I said, can you please concentrate on the job? Yeah, <laughs> this is an important thing you're doing right now. <laughs> Get it right. 
please. I just... I just love the fact that there's students like congregated around it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that doesn't that doesn't look like the picture of the textbook, Doctor Johnson. <laughs> are they usually those that the, the, those? You know, well, what I like is that there are at least ten people, uh, you know, ten doctors uh, in Chicago that can describe my penis if need be to anyone who wants to know, which is the yeah, last I thing I wanted. Remember it. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, well, that's it, great. It's time Good for thing. another segment. Uh, this is uh, what we call this one. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and then I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Now, in this uh, COVID time with us doing our show from different locations, we've opted to go a different route. And today, uh, Dave asked me to surprise him with a celebrity story. Mm -hmm. And I was inspired by our uh, Minutia Men celebrity interview from last week with Danny Bonaducci, where he told the story of having worked with Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I also worked with Elvis. Would you like to hear that story? You, you, you never worked with Elvis. Well, yes, I want to hear this story. Okay, it was an Elvis impersonator. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was right. an Elvis. <laughs> but we used to do this thing on Landecker Show called the Elvis Wake Up Call, and this is how it worked: uh, to embarrass teenage kids, we asked their parents to send in. A request to have our show come into their house and wake up their children with a singing Elvis. And, and then we would do it live on the air. That was the bit. Now, the that bit was one of my favorite bits that we've ever done. It was so weird. Uh, it would just show up and, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, bright lights that are going to present my soul. You know? <laughs> and like, what? Too much Mom, conversation. No, no, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and one time, one time we did it. In fact, the last time we did it, um, well, I'll get two, two quick stories. Well, the first time we did it that uh, something bad happened was um, – it was no longer a teenager. It was like a 20-something. That The mother, uh, she didn't live at home anymore. <laughs> the mother set it oh, up no. to go into the apartment, which is fine. I mean, it ended up being a funny bit. But when Elvis got in there, uh, she had... Uh, pot all over the house. I mean, there was, <laughs> there were bongs. There were, you know, <laughs> and of course, Elvis told everybody on the air that this was going. On. <laughs> Elvis is a bit of a wild card. The other thing I can tell you that when you have a a, a bit that is at like six forty in the morning, uh, get a reliable Elvis because sometimes uh, the Elvises are not as reliable as they need to be. <laughs> Yeah, the Elvis that had too many peanut butter and banana sandwiches the night before <laughs> may be a little late, right? So anyway, there was the pot one. But then the best one was when uh, Elvis came in and the teenager, was it was a girl, just started screaming obscenities at her mother and started punching her mother and, you know, you bitch, you bitch, I can't believe you did this to me, you bitch. And it was all going on over the air. And that's when we decided, you know what? I think it's time to put Elvis back out to pasture. Put, yeah, put him back on the throne and just keep him there, right? And so that's what we did. And that uh, is yeah, my Elvis story. You, you can't really do that now, 
right? I mean, that no. was no. I mean, are there radio? I mean, there's no radio shows that do that kind of stuff anymore, or are there? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Here, I don't know. Well, for, there's a rule now that you, you have to tell the person that they're on the air before they're on the air. There's really no way to do that in this situation. So I don't know if you could get away with that anymore. You'd have to tape it and then ask them for permission afterwards and then air it. So I guess you could still do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, yeah, we did a pretty crazy show in those days. All right. So uh, earlier we did a little studio wall segment and uh, I wanted to uh, bring it back and do a bonus one because this is our last chance before Christmas. This is our last show before Christmas. And when my book, Father Knows Nothing, came out, I did a poem to promote it. And this is called Twas the Night Before Father's Christmas. Enjoy. Here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas for old mom and dad. The screaming was over, but they were still mad. The teenager slept in his bed up the stairs, resting his crabbing that life wasn't fair. Mom was still holding a five-page wish list from the ten-year-old who liked to talk with his fists, and the six-year-old who talked all night and all day, pushing and prodding till screams came his way, was finally resting his overworked mouth while Dad looked at flyers for vacations down south. And then, in a twinkling, they heard on the roof an overweight man and hoof after hoof. And Mom looked at Dad and she spat out this gristle. Here comes Santa. Let's blow the whistle. Chimney concrete crumbled through the fireplace he came in his singed red suit, his question the same. How were they this year? He asked Dad and Mom, who, though they rehearsed it, could not drop the bomb. They wanted to say, Braddy, Brett, 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 Bretts. But the Christmas spirit wouldn't let them say that. So Dad grit his teeth, told a lie oh so smelly, that his ulcer flared up inside of his belly. They were perfect little darlings, he told the old elf. As the elf filled the stockings, Dad hated himself. But in the moment before Santa left them alone, he put his hand on Dad's shoulder, said, Now that you're grown, I can tell you your parents back in 72 also really wanted to blow the whistle on you. But your dad grit his teeth just like you did tonight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Father knows nothing. Available at EckhartsPress.com. That that is awesome. That really. uh, Although you don't have a chimney. Yeah, we do have a chimney. We don't have a fireplace, but we do have a chimney. (laughs) All right. So I think think that was I think that was fantastic, Rick. I thought that was that was very great. So coming up on the celebrity minutia men celebrity interview, we have uh, a guest named Eric Fellows. You want to tell everybody who Eric Fellows is? Eric Fellows, uh, you may not know him by his name, but he has been in a ton of uh, of movies, and he's one of those heartthrobby looking guys, right? Wouldn't uh, you say, Rick? He's a very good looking man, very good looking guy. Distractedly um, so. I mean, he's really very much like Dave and I. Super yeah, right. duper good looking, right? And he's got a great sense of humor because we uh, we cracked a little wise <laughs> on how good uh, how good looking he is, but he took it very much in stride. Uh, he's also a voice of, I think it's the NBA 2K video game, isn't he? Yep. Yep. He's like, um, but he's been in a ton of stuff like General Hospital. He actually 
mention an Elvis story too, if I remember correct. Well, let's uh, let's let's give yeah. a little clip of uh, what people can expect from this interview. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. I'm bald. So you think <laughs> that I'd get a career in modeling? Do you think I could do that? Oh, yeah. 100%. If you have a great head for a bald head, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, hold on, Rick. Let me get this guy's name again. Yeah, you we'll have see. to send me a picture of your, your, your a selfie, man. <laughs> <laughs> D- don't tempt me, man. You're gonna. There's gonna be a restraining order. Oh my order god! We're gonna get like ten selfies. Here's the top of, yeah. top of the ten. Right. Here's me with my White Sox hoodie. This is mine with oh, my Michael that's... Jordan hoodie. You know, whatever. Right. Oh, I love it. If you'd like to hear the entire interview, uh, please uh, check out Minutiaman Celebrity Interview and subscribe to it because there's someone interesting every single week. Uh, and tell a friend about it. Listen to us on Spotify. Go to opishows.com. Wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Will we be back next week, Dave? What What the, is today? What day is uh, is this the 18th today? The 17th. Yeah, we could do we it. Could. We could do it. Show next week, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so that would be yeah, Christmas uh, Eve. Basically, yeah. might be all all we're going to do is order Chinese food. Okay. Well, so, then we, uh, we will be back. Yeah. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Man. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, we're going to help you get that new job, Steve. We're going to get you through the interview. It's the interview that's the key. And we'll give some examples of some some things you shouldn't say, like... Like stumbling on the words, like you just did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't go in there stumbling and fumbling on your words. That's the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, there's been a first firing of a manager in the Premier League. Yeah, Slavin is out at West Brom, but Big Sam is back. It'll be interesting to see how he does, yes. He's been on every single club. Let's find out how he does here. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.